0: It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton.
1: All right, uh, we're aboard for another edition of the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports uh, Podcast, and it's uh, Dennis and it's Brady, and uh, we'll be joined by Coach Lagro from Crosslex uh, in the next segment, but Brady, what yeah. do you got?
2: Yeah, well, first, basically what we're going to do today is before we get into camp and all that stuff, we figured we'd take today to try to educate everyone on the playoff format and how that works and alternatives. And uh, I got when I was talking to Coach Legreau, uh the other day, he goes, I have some strong feelings. So I'm like, strong feelings makes for good content. We're going to have him on. And as uh, some people call him, big football guy in uh, Mike Lagro But anyway, um, I'll, I'll, I know you want me to. I'll plug the, the golf outing. August 20th at the Elks. Uh, 8:30 start it's uh, $85 a person sign up and I know I've been plugging it for a while but it's August now and it's only a couple weeks away and I don't want to have to turn anyone away because they took too long and there's no more spots Absolutely. so just go on to our website it's right there you can click on it and it's takes just a couple seconds to fill out and then you'll be all good to go and yeah that's uh, that's my little spiel. will be a lot of fun. Got a lot of cool spirit wear. Um, skins game close to the line, closest to the pin. You can win a brand new golf bag 50 50, you know, typical golf outing stuff. And it'll just be a fun time. It gives you an excuse to start a three day weekend. I know it's on a Friday, but hey. Say, I'm all say, about three say, day weekends. Say just you're supporting throw the throw children. There. Think about <laughs> the children. Anyway, you, you can throw it to a break now, Dennis. North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP logos.
4: Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union, real advantages for real people.
0: If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
1: All right, we are back. It is Dennis Brady and Coach Legro is here, and we're excited about that because we just have to say, hi, Coach, how you doing? And an hour from now, the show will be
2: over.
6: <laughs> Perfect. It works for me. How are we doing, guys? <laughs> well, we'll save a lot of
2: the Cross-Lex football talk for when we come up to your camp in a couple weeks. Cause don't want to steal the thunder there but um i guess we can start off just one how's the summer going because uh it's dead week right now for you so i'm sure you're you're bored out of your mind you're
6: scouting teams for three years down the road yeah pretty much um yeah the dead week is probably my least favorite uh time of the uh year uh i i have nothing to do with myself i mean i, I hang out with my two-year-old right now, but he goes take a nap. I am i don't know what to do. My wife's working from home. Uh, you can only do so much yard work. You can only do <laughs> so much this, that, the other. So I just sit on my computer, my uh, iPad, and watch Huddle. Uh, the summer's been pretty good, though, for the most part. Uh, we've been averaging, like, over 50 kids a day in the weight room all summer. Uh, we've done very, very well at our seven-on-sevens, and it's not against, you know, the – you know, smaller local teams. We've we've traveled uh, oh, yeah. this, this summer where we've gone to Saginaw County a handful of times and uh, went against the Freelands and Frankenloos and uh, Hemlocks and Midland Dows and Saginaw Heritages. So New Lothrop who just got won a D seven state championship. So we've we've uh, wanted to test ourselves and get as as prepared as possible and install the offense uh fully Or at least as full as possible until camp starts. So it's been a pretty successful summer for us.
2: Well, yeah, because you really just had to show up and it was, all right,
6: here's your team. You're playing in two weeks. Figure it out last year. Yeah, pretty much. Because we had had a a week where it kind of like was going to start. And Mm -hmm. then it, what, like Friday afternoon, they said, no, we're done. So everybody went back home and we're like, all right, well, I guess we're going to play in March. Let's try to figure it out then and they are like, oh, no, we're coming back. You're playing next week. Yeah, it was what? They came back on a Thursday or Friday. It was, like, right before uh, Labor Day, and they were like, yeah, you play in 13 days. Right, yep. And so they're like, "You're gonna, the first three weeks of the season are just scrapped. Uh, figure out league play. Okay. And uh, a lot of our stuff was really, really bare bones last year, and then this upcoming – or this, uh, this summer we were allowed to really – install the things that I think are going to be helpful, uh, allows our quarterbacks to be able to read our receivers to know how to sit in zones a little bit better, how to uh, run their routes, uh, especially their option routes on certain uh, coverages. Um, so it, it, the summer has been very successful and very helpful, and it's nice just to see the kids all in there getting better.
1: So you're bare bones, you had little time to prepare, and what you put up, I think 52 in week one
6: <laughs> against a decent team. Right. And, well, <laughs> we only scored. I think we only had 14 at halftime yeah, at that was point. Yeah, it like 14 to 12 or something. or Right. And we were still trying to find our identity. We, we You know, you had a kid that uh, game, Nolan Duran, who showed up for football for the first time in his high school career. And we're like, all right, well, I guess we kind of got your feet wet in the first half. All right, we're going to go strictly tight end formations from here on out. And that was the secret sauce for that game. Uh, you had – kids who you didn't know were going to be good or not. Like, I had a true freshman last year start every game, and I had no idea what he really was until it was the first week of the game. I was like, we can't really scrimmage. You're doing halfway decent against ourselves. Right. Well, let's kind of see how you how you go from there. And he turns out to be one of my better offensive linemen as a freshman. Um, who is Joey Ramsey, who is going to be very good this year as a sophomore. Right. So, well, we'll save
2: more of that for a couple of weeks from now. But- yep. As a coach, you obviously, coaching before with the six-win qualifier, we're into the new one. And if this is the first time listening, I'll explain it again to the best of my abilities. And, Coach, if you have a better way to explain this, let, go ahead, because it, it is a little cumbersome mm-hmm. to to understand. So the old format, basically, you would if you got six wins, it didn't matter if you played Michigan School for the Deaf six times or Chippewa Valley, Dakota, Ike. D LaSalle, Catholic Central, and Brother Rice. Six wins got you in, which the good, there's a benchmark for everyone. The bad, you had some teams that would schedule six cupcakes. You could have a D1 schedule six D8 teams and make the playoffs. Right. And the points were more just to seed the teams that made it or figure out the five and four teams. Now with the new thing, it was supposed to start last year. Everyone got in. It was just work for seeding. So here's how it works now. So a point for it, the points for a win. So if let's say crosslex plays a Division 1 school in week 1 and beats them, they get 60 points. Yep. If it's a D2, 55, D3 50, all the way down to D8 at 25 points. So there's a big difference between playing a D2 and a D5 school because there's also a lot more bonus points now. Yep. So whether you beat a team or not, so let's say Croslex goes and plays Kaz Tech, and they win by hundred or lose by a hundred, they will get these bonus points no matter what. So if you play a D one school again, regardless if you win or lose, you get six bonus points for every game they win. So if Croslex plays Caz Tech and loses Week One, and they go nine and zero, oh, you get besides the game you played them in, you get six bonus points per win. So you get 48 playoff points for that victory, which you think, all right, that's a lot for losing a game. It tries to encourage playing better competition. D1 and 2 for each win is 6. D3 and 4 is 5. 5 and 6 is 4. 7 and 8 are 3. So the other difference is before schools like Marysville, um, Marine City, other schools that are on the borderline Yale, they uh you're going in well if this team wins we might be d3 if they lose we're d4 you know what division everyone is now from the beginning they break them up you can go to the mhsa website and they have everyone in there you can just control f find your team that's what division Mm -hmm. they take the top 32 teams so what this is trying to do is encourage playing bigger schools um we have been kind of proponents against it because we there's no there's no incentive the other way and it's just too big of a gap
4: right why why would i
6: why would i want to schedule a d8 school it's not going to help me
2: right doesn't matter how good they are because again with that scenario you beat let's say you beat a d8 school that or let's use ugly a d8 school that's a powerhouse Mm -hmm. and they go eight and one and their one loss is to you well Uh, eight times three for their bonus points, 24, 25. Add the 25 to that for beating a D8 team. You get 49 points. You beat a D3 school, they can go 0 and 9, and you get the same amount of points. Exactly.
1: But like Brady was saying, okay, there's plenty of incentive for the lower uh, levels to try to play teams above them. There's no incentive for the teams at the top to say, oh, we're going to schedule – we're D1, we're going to schedule D4 and D5. Here's the other problem, and that maybe you have a resolution for, and that is a lot of leagues are already set. I'll use the McComb area conference uh, as an example. In um, is it's the the blue, or everybody's a two, but there's yeah. a three, and there's a one, one yeah. and you can go into the gold and silver, and it's, the
2: silver way. You, you, you can have, have up- teams that are as high as four and as low as seven. There's those a three, and they have to they have two D sevens. On their schedule,
4: so right.
1: if you're in a league that's set up that way, and you're uh,
6: a higher division school, you're kind of screwed, right? Uh, it was like back when there was a six wins and in mm. uh, thing. You wanted to be the biggest school in your league, mm. and uh, that became where where I came from from the uh, TVC where it's in Saginaw. It's pretty much all the Saginaw County area mm. schools that are playing each other, and. You know, there was a big uproar about. Well, we can't be in this league because you guys are three times the size of us. And then Mm. it's broken up. I don't know, probably forty times since I've left. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it seems like the TVC has a new division or a
2: mixed up division every other. And it's
6: it's always solely based on enrollment, and it's because the smaller schools felt like there was no way they can compete so they broke off into as like a subdivision of the mm-hmm. TVC and so that they could try to get their six wins they were always worried about getting six wins right and uh, they thought that they had no chance of ever getting six wins because they had to go through the gauntlet that was freeland swan valley uh, elma uh, you know depending on the year uh, with uh, Frankenmuth, mm-hmm. when they're how they are or birch run when they're up it, garber Uh, it's just a, you know, you name a team and, you know, it was, seemed like it was the same four teams every year, placing one through four and just pick a name out of the hat. And that's who was one through four. And you might have a surprise team every once in a while that, you know, takes four from five. And, uh, it just seems like it was always the same and people wanted more parity So they broke it up and. Now it's with the way it is now. You don't want to be the big team in your league mm-hmm. anymore. You want to be somewhere in the middle of anything. You want to be the smallest because you get the most playoff points.
2: Right. And I guess with the old system, the idea of six wins, the intention is that as a coach at Cross Lex, you can go schedule Dakota for a big game. And if you lose, oh, well, you have eight other games to get six wins. Right. That the thought was you have a couple games to work with, that if you lose a big game, it should incentivize scheduling these big matchups. Right now,
6: the from what I've heard, why the, one of the reasons why they went from the old system of six and in to now mm-hmm. is because scheduling, trying to fi- figure uh, figure out your non league games became impossible because we, we don't want to play because we have no chance of playing winning. We don't want to play you because uh, it's not going to help us at all because you're just going to beat us by a hundred or you mm-hmm. know something like that. Right. You see, so, I I. That's a fair point because you would see Dakota
2: schedule like Traverse City Central. Right. And you'd see these games that you're like, why the hell are these two teams playing each other? They're three hours from one another. Right. And
6: it's just when you have that weird dynamic of trying to figure out who's going to play where, how you're going to do it. And it just would make more sense for me to play someone that's across the street or down the street Mm -hmm. from me. But it's not going to do me any benefit. Uh, where if you're going to do this whole scheduling thing with the way the new system is, the whole intent and purpose behind it was to schedule anybody. It doesn't matter. Right. But the problem is now is that they see that if you schedule too low, it's not going to help me. Right. It's again, actually going to hurt. The so, example
2: I give is... I don't know, name a Division Two school that some, let's port here on high. Mm-hmm. Let's say you schedule port here on high or port here on northern and they're having a down year, you beat them and they go three and six. Well, you get uh, 18 points for the, their three wins, 55 points for beating them, do the map, boom, 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 73 points. And let's say you schedule Marine City. Mm-hmm. I would say they are a known state brand at this yes, point, they're always agree. making deep runs. If you follow high school football, you're going to know who they are. Mm -hmm. Division five, let's say you beat them a classic game. You get the better of them. You get 40 points for beating them, and they run the table. They're 8-1. and Well, four times eight is 32. That's only 72 points for beating what could be a state championship level team. Right. So you have to hope a smaller school like Marine City or even in your own league Almonts now D six. Right, they make runs all the time. They go eight and one. You don't even
6: get seventy points for that. Right, and it's the whole intent, I believe, of this new system was to figure out the difference between five and four teams and mm-hmm. the four and five teams, um, or for the screwy uh, situations where you might have a three and six team who plays all D one schools and you're a D seven. Um, that was the whole idea of it like back in was it 2019 before i got here um they should they printed off a list of like what the playoffs would look Mm -hmm. like if it were the system that it was cross lex would have gone in at four and five because their week one was in saint Clair, who went eight and one and they played dexter week nine who was i think is a d3 school went or d2 something like that they went nine and oh so you got a bunch of bonus points from playing those two big really good stools and also Uh, I think they went four and three in the BWAC that year. So Mm -hmm. it's still a pretty successful season in the BWAC. But, you know. Let me me look it up to give you the exact thing. But, um,
2: so yeah, you said in 2019, Crosslex, yeah. Week one, lost to St. Clair, who in 2019 lost one regular season game. Right. And then they played Dexter, which Dexter was Dexter, got the better of them. They were eight and one. In the regular season, too. And, again, I think there was very good intentions with this. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think they were trying to prop anyone up or or screw anyone. I,
6: It's the old saying, the road to hell is paved by good intentions. Right. It's the unintended consequences Mm -hmm. that are coming up where now scheduling now. For non-league games, are, it's hard. Uh, the first thing I had to do when I got hired last year was try to figure out a non-league game. Mm-hmm. And I called probably five or six different head coaches or ADs and like, hey, we're looking for week one. You're looking for week one, want to play? Uh, no. Well, right. why not? Huh. Like it does, like it They're told if it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter who we're playing. Just schedule me. Let, let's yeah. play.
1: How long will we have to go with this format before we know whether or not it works or it doesn't work? Is it going to be one year? Do you have to do it for a couple of years? I think this is
6: probably is a five-year plan in my personal opinion um, because you're going to see if there's any anomalies that come up or if there's a common trend where if the common trend is no one's scheduling anybody like lower than two divisions, lower than what they are, then what's what's the point? You're mm-hmm. just eliminating the fact that we can no longer have those crosstown rivalries with you know a team that is, you know is D7 and then a team that's D4. Mm-hmm. Like I would love to play Sandusky, well, because the, there that used to be a big rivalry in our area. There's actually a trophy involved that's sitting in my on my eighty's desk, just collecting dust. Well, a, a good example we saw, not from the area, but I don't
2: think South Lake, St. Clair Shore, South Lake plays either Lakeview or Lakeshore this year, right? Because they're too small, right? And that's a rivalry that goes back to like
6: World War Two. Exactly. That's the whole thing, like. If you set it up in a different way where there's the way that I'm going to explain which is the district play, mm-hmm. um, it allows those small schools to play big schools and have no real implication on what who gets in and out. Right. But you still get to keep those crosstown rivalries. Well, I guess let me ask you
2: a few other things. Like with this, again, you mentioned you don't want to be the biggest uh, – uh, team in your league you're, you're. and coach Furman that we had on last episode talked about it when the BWAC was first formed basically everyone was D4 maybe a team would drop to D5 every once in a while but you were all within about a hundred kids of each other. right now Algonac's what D6 yep Almont's D6 you Emily City thanks to their co-op with Dryden and uh, North Branch. North Branch are all D4 that's
6: starting to become a big disparity. Well, Armada was D4 last year. They're yep. now D5. VL was D4 last year. They're now D5. By,
2: like, they're what, the cutoff's like 650, and they're like
6: 648 or right. something? Uh, then Almont last year was D5. They're now D6. Mm-hmm. Um, like, even the two, or even one of my non-league games, Williamson, they were D4 when we signed the contract, and now they're D5. And right. one of the main reasons why we signed the contract with them was because they were D4. And again, you look at it, and it doesn't sound like that much,
2: but over the span of Williamson's a really good team. Right. If they win seven, eight games, that's a big difference because D4 to D5, you'll lose a bonus point for mm-hmm. every win. And yeah, maybe I'm arguing over semantics, but you beat them, they win six, seven games, that's a 12-point swing. That could be the difference between a home game and going on the road for a district championship. Exactly. How much really do you think it's going
1: to change this year from the last time we had six wins in year end? Like it's In going terms to change. of
6: the teams that are going to make it. You're going to, you're going to see some four and five teams make it. That's going to be the difference. You're going to see some of the bigger uh, schools at four and five make it in. You're going to see maybe like a uh, weird situation like we talked about before the show, uh, Detroit Lola, where they were uh, – in that 2019 year, were 3 and 6. Yeah, and they could have the made it in uh, based off of playoff points because they play in the Catholic League and play, what, what was it, like a bunch of Class A schools?
2: Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think the year you're referring to, maybe like 2017, they went 2 and 6, but lost to Catholic Central, Gabriel Richard, Escanaba, UAD
6: Jesuit, Divine Child. Everyone, I, I, every I, one of those teams are way bigger than them.
2: I
1: guess the way I should
2: have
6: asked is how many teams that get to six wins aren't going to make the playoffs? Uh, they're. There might be one, maybe two a year. That's if that, and that's if you're, you know, a D three school scheduling all D sevens or D, you know, D eights or whatever it is. It just depends on what your, one if the mercy of your league, what your league looked like, and then how do you schedule your non-league games. Mm-hmm. So uh, the what we did is that if you average out all of our games, like what division they're in, I think the average opponent that we play is D five. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, if we would have played the full season, it was four and a half based off of the teams that were still a D4. Right. So you kind of want to look to be scheduling within that strike zone of, if I'm D4, I'm going to, if I'm going to schedule a D5 non-league, my other one's going to try to be D3 or you know, Yeah, somewhere. trying to yeah. average it out. So,
2: yeah, I mean, we can take a break and talk about it more. Um, there are some things that I think you could tweak a little bit with the system to make it better. You have very much like a different system that is – I don't want to call it radically different, but it would change up a lot. Like you would, it would—I would call it an overhaul of how it, you set up high school football.
6: It would change the fact that you know. I think in the next five years, uh, you're going to see a lot of uh, conferences uh, move because of how everything is set up right now. Well,
2: yeah, yeah. Let's talk about yeah, that we're, before we're, we go to we're, a break.
1: We're, yeah, we're gonna. There's the possibility right here, close to home, that the BWAC won't be the BWAC in five years. I've if, heard that if I, things
6: continue to separate. Yeah, themselves. Say I, I've heard that too, just based off enrollment purposes alone.
1: Or maybe there's a BWAC
2: red and a BWAC blue or something
1: mm-hmm. like that.
6: Right. And we we went through it
2: with the Mac. The, the, the red, white, and blue in the Mac are pretty much fine. That's not an issue. The smallest team in there, you have one D3 school, and I'm sure they're going to go down, and a team from the gold's going to go up, and you're going to have all D1s and twos. Mm hmm. But the gold, silver, and bronze have such a mismatch of teams. You're gonna, you're always gonna have someone like three divisions lower than you in a league, and that's where it gets tough. And now the Mac again, uh, the road to hell is paved by good intentions. Wanted to match up the best teams, and I mean enrollment was a factor, but you wanted the best teams in the red, the next six, in the white, so on and so forth. Now you're gonna go. I don't care that center line went 0-9 eight years in a row. They're a D4 team. They're in the gold. And that's just not good for anybody. Yeah,
4: no,
1: I, I, I agree. I, I just try to play it out in, in my head. Like, it, it doesn't hurt the the MAC red teams at all because they play each other. And actually now the teams that don't finish well in the MAC
2: red have a better chance and of being a playoff team. Fair teams. to them. The Mac Red is what one of the three toughest leagues in the, I th- in the think state. So. I would. I agree. I mean, them, the OAA, and then the what? OK conference, the yep. Catholic League. I think those are four of your five toughest leagues in the state. So yeah, the five and four Romeo team or whoever they're not in the red this year, but the five and four Gross Point South team probably should be in over some six and three school that played a weaker vi- a weaker schedule. But it's just tough to. Shift it to, to help them and does it hurt more schools than it helps? And I mean, I'm sure you're if you go a year and you're six and three and you try to schedule and because a school in your league dropped enrollment, you don't make the playoffs. I'm sure that was you or any other coach they're screaming,
6: We need to figure out this situation yesterday, right? I, yeah, I would, I would definitely that would probably be my uh intent. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just People liked the 6-3 and three because it was it was a guaranteed benchmark. Win six games, you're in. There's no guaranteed benchmark now. I think that's what has a lot of coaches frustrated is that there's it's really hard to say, like, well, our goal is to make the playoffs. Oh, how do we make the playoffs? Well, if you take this team, they win so many games, and you win so many yeah, games, and I do have this big, giant math problem on my whiteboard, uh, this is how we make the playoffs.
2: And maybe it's a situation where, one, we're creatures of habit. We don't like change. And two, like you said, a benchmark is a nice number. Knowing that win, lose, draw, tie, a meteor hits the earth, we get to six wins, we're playing uh, uh, football. And I know the original proposal for this, I think, had a seven-win benchmark, if I remember correctly. So... I know, we can take a break and talk yeah. about it more, and I just know
1: uh, from a media standpoint, and that doesn't matter at all. And they, it's not a factor.
2: selfish it sure is
1: nice in Week Six where you can go. They win tonight, they're in. They win tonight, yes. they're in. This team wins tonight, they're in. It, it, yeah,
6: because it, it makes you feel like I got six wins. We can celebrate right now. Yes. We, we we completed one of our first goals, which is to make playoffs. And now every I bet you
2: every team's gonna have a coach that just has uh uh. Calculator
6: and, and it's like all right,
2: well if we win and these three teams lose, we can't not make the playoffs.
6: Oh no, that's that's what if you ever go you uh, was it snooze to you? Oh yeah, that website. That's that's the like you, you, you're you're just sitting there trying to figure it out like week seven, eight, nine, who you're probably going to be matched up in de- right. in districts, and you're trying to figure out like well if we keep on winning out. You know, if favorites win this week, this is what it looks like. Yeah. If this so, call call them over in Emily City and ask
1: them about that. Because oh, Harper gee. Woods I'm, figured it all out and decided not to play. Or Chandler game. Park, Chandler Park. That,
6: I, that's still one of those things where it favored us uh, when that when uh, Emily City lost. It switched up the uh, divisions mm-hmm. a little bit, where Ithaca went to a different district and we went to a different district for when I was at Hemlock. Yeah, yeah. So it trickle down effect. Yeah, yes. the butterfly <laughs> effect. <laughs> All
1: right. We'll we'll be back, and we'll hear uh, Coach's idea on this. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. When today is unpredictable, staying focused on your long-term financial goals matters more than ever. Count on your Ameriprise advisor for personalized, goal-based advice to help you navigate now and stay on track for tomorrow. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and
4: SIPC. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people.
2: Your satisfaction is our guarantee.
5: Looking for that perfect first vehicle for your kids sweet 16? Maybe you just want a quality vehicle at a fair price. Whatever your needs are, Jepson Car Company will take care of you. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson has a wide variety of pre-owned vehicles that can fit your budget. With a great selection for first-time car buyers, check out their website at jepsoncarco.com. That's J-E-P-S-O-N-C-A-R-C-O dot Or give them a call at 810-662-3048 to find the perfect ride. Again, magna.com forward slash careers. Get a fresh start with Magna International today.
0: If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
1: All right, you're back with uh, Dennis and uh, Brady and uh, Coach Legro. Tri County Equipment. Get stuck on sports uh, podcast. Coach, you you've got a system in in mind um, that uh, you intrigued me when you told me about this before the show. There are some things that you know might be awkward in this system, like in terms of distance the teams might find themselves right. from the rest of their league. Like I said. But this is a way basically that ones play ones, two plays twos, threes play three. You never play anybody who isn't the same size that right. you are.
6: Your your uh, position in the playoffs is determined by other teams in your division, not by uh, wins, losses, or points. So it you know if you're a good D4 team, well, will prove it against the other D4 teams. If you're a good D3, play against the really good D3 teams that way. Uh, then you would have so essentially what it is it's district play. Um, uh, a lot of the team, a lot of schools, states down in the south do it this way. Um, so essentially what it is your the state determines what your district is. A great example of this would be last year's first round of playoffs where there there's right. eight teams in each uh, district, which does help a lot to give context to this. So right. as you go along, I'll give some examples. I'll
2: pull up the bracket from last year and we'll we'll give examples.
6: Right. So your your district play would be teams all in your district that are in your district that are all the same size as you division wise. So the example for us, let's use uh, our division D four in our district. It was Croslex, North Branch, uh, Yale, Armada, MLA City, uh, Saint Clair, Brandon, Brandon, and Goodrich. So there's your eight teams in there. Most, that's your conference. That's your that's your. That's your district. Right, but that's who you play as, quote-unquote, league or conference Yeah, in the regular
1: season, those are the teams you're going to play.
6: Yes. Uh, And then you would have two non-district games, weeks one and two. Those are like your preseason games. Those are your, uh, I guess, crosstown rivalry games Mm. against schools that are smaller than you. Now, will those games count? Yes and no. They will count towards playoff points when it comes to seeding, who gets – The home game, you know, if Mm -hmm. you know who's home, who's away, that kind of deal. But in all reality, they're just probably rivalry games that involve trophies and it's for get you ready for your district. So
2: those games wouldn't affect if you make the playoffs, they'd affect where you land in the playoffs. Yes. So if, if you play Sandusky and beat them or lose to them, that doesn't affect if you're making the playoffs. It just affects, okay, well, you played a smaller school, so instead of a two, you're a three seed.
6: No, it would, yeah, that's all it would do. It just affect where you fall if you're a home or away. So I guess this has a little bit of a
2: soccer, European soccer style to it where the top four teams make it. Yes. And so if you finish fourth in your league – You're in the playoffs.
6: Right. So if there's eight teams in each district, uh, times that by the eight districts, that's 64. Well, that's what the first round was last year with all 64. Normally, each uh, division has 64 teams. Right. Well, you divide that in half. So top four from each district make it out to the regional round, which is now your round of 32. So you essentially still got from 64 to 32. Right, so your first round is now a set of that being called you know, you still have a district champion whoever right. won your li- won your district is now your district champ. Mm-hmm. Now you figure out who the regional champion is. Gotcha. So you start at the same point with thirty two teams in the
2: playoffs. you just name it different
6: things. yes,
2: and the seating. so let's say, for example, I just pulled up Division three because I wanted to give an example of what Mary's district would be, and their their district champ would have been East Point because they slaughtered everyone. In the regular season, mm-hmm. they would have played the four seed River Rouge in their because that's the other district in their region. That would be their opening round. Yep. Matchup.
6: So, so it'd be like uh, region uh, or district one, seed one would play a district uh, two, seed four. Right. And then you would break it off that way, and then it just turns into a normal bracket after that. So you could you know you could very well still have you know the same. Uh, district teams playing each other in, in week two of the playoffs, but you really want to know, well, which team was the better district. You can figure out, if, you know, if three teams from that district won their first round, well, that team clear, uh, that district was clearly the better district of the, of the two.
2: So for reference, like the district you would have been in for your league would have been pretty nice. You're all pretty close. Yes. There's going to be some outliers. Marysville is one. Their league would be, or district, would be East Point, Detroit East English, Mumford, Fitzgerald, King, Tower, and Harper Woods. They are definitely the outlier in that league. Um, So that would be something that would be tough. But I guess if I'm playing Devil's Advocate, is that really that much different than the MAC? Yeah, is it
1: different than what they're doing now? And under coach, under your system, weeks one
2: and week two, they can play Marine City and St. Clair. Right. And get those in. So that's what I don't like. Like Marine Cities is just brutal. Uh Detroit Osborne, Warren Lincoln, Detroit Communication Media Arts, Denby, Cody, Southlake, and Clawson. That's a lot of travel for the Mariners. But again, is it different playing them than it is playing Clawson and Hazel Park and Madison Heights, Madison? Is it that much different? Yeah, it's what
6: they. Yeah, to me, it's what they do already. But the way this does it now is if you're know, if you're a D4 team, you're playing other D4 teams to mm. determine if you're a good D4 team. It's not like, oh, I'm a D4 team, and I just beat up on a bunch of D7s and right. 8s, and, oh, I got my six wins, I got enough play points. Are you really a good D4 team? Right. I, I don't know.
2: Or with the new system, oh, I, I was able to schedule a bunch of D2 teams. I went – Three and six, but I played a bunch of really good teams and lost by fifty points and made the playoffs. Right, I had so many more points.
6: Right, so if you do it this way, it, it's going to cause some issues. It'll be like a two-year deal where the districts are the same for two years in the same divisions, and then we, the state, would relook at enrollments and move everybody around based on divisions that way. So I say every even year the districts change, kind of deal. So it would be like what the
2: MAC does, but at a state level. Yes. And you, yeah. So they do the same thing they do now. They go, all right. These are all the Division One teams, and then group them into districts. Right. And or yeah, I guess districts might confuse some people because they're used to calling that for the playoffs. Right. So yeah. your league slash Le- at district- this point,
1: league and district become the same thing. Yes. Right.
2: And your districts are determined in the regular season. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, and you a, might in a
1: ro- in a round robin format, and you might. Get the occasional like I I used Ubly Ishpeming as an example, right? That some years they might fall in the, the same district.
2: Like okay, but I, I pulled up Division Seven. It is what it is, right? You would have a team like Lance which is at the base of the Keweenaw Peninsula, be in the same district as Ross Common, which is a hike. And a long drive, right?
6: Like I said,
1: there no. But one... it's for one game a year, right? Well, they'd also and you have... take turns. One year Ross Common goes there.
2: The next year they got to come mean, down. Ross Common. In this situation, Ross Common's closest opponent would be Manistique, and everyone else they'd have to cross the bridge for.
6: Which, again, I like it. It's pretty in the fall, <laughs> right? <laughs> Not everyone's going to. And probably the solution to that would be to play a JV varsity doubleheader on a Saturday instead of playing it thursday friday right like i'm looking i'm just trying to find any others just to play devil's advocate right um i know in d4 i want to say sue saint marie is one of the d4 schools. uh
2: yeah let me pull up d4 again snooze to use map is awesome for this <laughs> you have both um escanaba and sue saint marie they would be in a district with uh saginaw arthur hill
6: well they- yeah, at year they would have been. Yeah, yeah same Lashley. with – I think also Freeland would probably be in that same. Uh, Alma, Escanaba,
2: Ludington, Bay City, John Get Glenn, Cadillac, St. Marie, and Arthur. Oh,
6: yeah, that's right. Yeah, because – yep. So, yeah, that's just – it is what it is kind of deal. Like
2: you'd have to almost sacrifice – like you're going to sacrifice somewhere with this, mm-hmm. whether it's travel, whether it's the fairest way, things like that. It's definitely an interesting concept. It's just that it sucks. Michigan is such a wide state. Right. That you have, it it would be easier to do in maybe like an Ohio or an Indiana where to go from corner to corner is only like four or five hours, not 14.
6: Right. And it just, it's one of those things where no system's perfect. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is, in my opinion, the fairest way to figure out who your best teams in each division are based on playing just teams in your division. Uh, This will now, in my opinion, alleviate a lot of the headache that is on head coaches and ADs of trying to figure out those non-league games Mm -hmm. because, you know, you call a team, hey, let's play. Well, we don't want to play because it's not going to benefit us at all. Mm. Or, you know, I I don't want to call a small school because – it's not going to benefit us at all from a playoff standpoint. But if I call a big school, they're like, well, you're not going to benefit us. Or uh, you call a big school, no, we don't want to play you. because." It, or I call a school that's our same divi- uh, division size. They're like, well, we don't want to play you because we have no shot of playing right. or winning against you guys.
2: So I guess something that I personally think that you could try to do to tweak the current system, because, again, I don't think it's awful. I just think the disparity is too big. Maybe instead of like going 60-55, you only go two or three points down. And maybe make the bonus points closer to the same because if you're playing a team that wins a lot, you're playing a team that wins a lot, and they're a good team. Right. I don't care if you're playing Marine City or you're playing Port Huron High. I would say those two teams are both really good football teams, right. and beating them is impressive. So, and I got, it, it compounds over the weeks. Where two teams might have a similar record, and Dennis, we talked about this. Marine City would have been maybe if you switch them in Port here on high, they m- might win the Mac Blue last year. Oh beat- yeah. So
1: that's yeah, the I, thing. I, f- I think so. Where well, you can- they would have they would have battled PH for the title.
6: I yeah. want to say there's an example from a couple of years ago. New Lothrop, whose D7 went to Frankenmuth, and they beat Frankenmuth, mm-hmm. who won their I want to say won their league that year which is a pretty lower league in the TVC that past year. Um, but, you know, there's always teams that are in the bond divisions that could probably go up and compete at the bigger divisions. And that's why in this way, too, you can also allow teams to op up mm-hmm. if they wanted to go up a division. Well, I mean, think about it this way. There are eight state champions.
1: Right. You could play a schedule with eight state champions on it, and you're not getting the same
2: number of points for playing them. Right. Uh, but they're all state champions. Right. Again – Maybe this system works out really well and nobody really gets left out except for one school every few years. But the one thing that Dennis always says is if you do schedule a bunch of cupcakes to get in, you're going to get exposed.
6: Right. And the one thing that is we were talking kind of during the break was uh, if you had the benchmark, there's a benchmark to reach your goal before it was six wins you win, you get your sixth win everyone celebrates it's a good time right you've reached that goal because you know exactly what that goal is
7: mm-hmm.
6: now it's like I said you got to figure it out with the math problem if you were to uh, do it uh, the district way and you see that oh as long as we finish in the top four right you go I mean you know
2: okay. Fifth place is two games behind us, and there's three games left. We win, they lose, we're in.
6: Right, and now people are probably going to ask, well, "What happens if four, uh, fourth place and fifth place tie?" Well, then you would obviously have a state mandated tiebreaker, like right. they go, do now.
2: You just go to playoff points, and right, that. and then
6: maybe that's where your non-league games come into a factor, right.
1: um, that kind of deal. I see a great advertising opportunity for the state. Uh, they can get IBM as a sponsor and we had an IBM computer on every sideline so that
2: everybody knows where to right <laughs> punch I mean, in the data I would and love, you know where you're at at the end of the game love to have just uh <laughs> like you'll see them pop up on like ESPN like playoff scenarios where you can just click if this team wins right. and this team wins
6: this is what it will look like well that's kind of what's news is when
2: you think right. about it and god bless them they make our lives so much he,
6: easier. he's not perfect but he's pretty close he, i think i looked at one of the like i Put it on my phone, and I looked at it when they were doing it on uh, Fox Sports Detroit. And I was like, wow, that is like – it was like a 95% hit rate. It was pretty yeah, impressive. Right, because he
2: always, by the end, after everyone wins, he knows who's in and who's out because right. it's a mathematical formula. But he – I mean, he always seems to get a lot of it right, except he, his predictions for St. Clair County never happened because he's like, I don't know what the hell they're doing with It It, gets, it gets
6: a little sketchy in the middle of the state too because uh, – you no, know, we made the joke one time when I was at Hemlock. Are we going north? Are we going west? Or like we didn't right. know which direction we were pulled. One team get like you said, Emily
2: City doesn't make it. That flips everything.
6: Yes, it, it, it because we were a border between all the, all those districts, and them losing pulled uh, Ithaca West. It pulled us more north mm-hmm. against like the uh, Sanford Meridians and uh, stuff like that. And, and so it one team getting in and out really were would change that. At least when you play the district way, you know exactly what your district is. You know exactly what your region is mm-hmm. all the way through. And that is one thing I do like about the new system is you know what division yes, you're I, in. Yes, I think that is That
2: is a great huge uh, compl- or plus of this system is that right now we're going, all right, well, we're not getting an Almont-Marine City game. Cross-Lex, all right, let's see who they might play this year if they mm-hmm. make the playoffs. Oh, they, they might have, like... Like, again not to talk just about Cross-Lex, we'll do it later in the in the month but you guys could have a really tough district
6: oh we really could yeah
2: and again you could get pulled a couple different ways but depending
6: on who who makes it and
2: who right. doesn't but I but I digress
6: no and, and I do like the idea of
1: like if a team is five all year long and then all of a sudden in the playoffs they moved up to four, four. And they slid down to six yeah like that always did kind of bother me in the back of my mind, but it was just I mean, one of those things I guess you get used to after you do it for so
2: many years. Yeah. I mean, I remember at Marysville, we were the smallest D3 one year because a couple teams lost at the end, and we got bumped up to Division three. and had to play Desmond King in East English, and that was that's when I learned just how um, not great at football I really was. Right. Because <laughs> well, you see future NFL guys, and you're like,
6: oh, I'm just all right. Yeah, or you go against uh, like teams where you if you if team bumps up or down that changes the all the dynamic of the entire uh, you know probably the, uh, the division below. Uh, like for example, I think was it like the Grand Rapids Catholic Central? They were a border team every once in a while. Like, well, if they go D four, they'll probably run D four. If They go D five, they'll probably run D five. So wherever they fall mm-hmm. or fell is it, it would wide basically make the other side wide open. Um, I didn't like that because you kind of like to know going in well, right. Who who's in my district, who's where, who's in my division. Well, so, I'm sure guys
2: like you, you know, you're in the playoffs week eight and you see, all right, well, I might have to run into them. Hey, why don't you go to their game with a camera? And so we can get film
6: on them right now, or you can start scouting a little in advance and prepare. Right. And, or in my case, now you get film on anybody that's even remotely close to where I'm at. Right. Um, Nice thing about me having a bunch of connections from playing college ball myself is a lot of my teammates also coach high school football. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, hey, do you have this film? Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll I'll trade you this. If you, you know, when I need something, you're going to trade it back to me. Okay, that's fine. So uh, we've been – I've been working pretty good with my connections that way. So, like, I already have probably about three or four films on Williamson. I've had them since January. Hmm. Um, It's just, like, I got – Film, like, for when we play Garber, I already have film on Garber. Like, I already have this stuff already starting to plan out so I can start game planning, I guess is the best way to put it. But obviously this is last year's team. You're not always going to be perfect there. But when you know who's in an area, you start sending people out for film or start requesting film or trying to get film as much as possible that way. It's like, well, if we do this, I can now game plan for a special formation because they do this differently. I can, you know, kind of play chess that way.
1: All right, we're going to take our last break, and then we'll uh, come back with uh, Coach Legro in just a moment.
7: On Port Huron Schools.
0: If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
1: All right, we're back. Um, And uh, it's a lot of fun today on the Tri-County Get Stuck On Sports uh, podcast. Uh, Football is upon us. we're, We're talking the football playoff system, it seems like we've, uh, we've debated this more than, than when we
2: had the break last year during COVID about what the state should do about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess since it's our final segment, out of the – I mean, okay, let's say you can't do district play. I give you three options, old system in Michigan, new system in Michigan, or you do what happened last year and everyone makes it. Which one would you prefer out of those three? Me? Yes. Uh, Your grand poobah of Michigan high school football, and they go,
6: you make the decision and we will follow. I would probably say either the six and in because it's a benchmark. Mm -hmm. It's a clear-cut benchmark. Uh, Number two would be the all-in just because you know exactly who's in your district going into it. And there's no stress of like, oh, no, my – best player went down week two, and he missed four weeks, but I get him back in week seven. You know, it's like right. we still have a legitimate shot at a district title. At Looking least. at Oak Park. Right. As an example,
2: who had like an Alabama commit not be alive for the whole season and then showed up in the playoffs, and all of a sudden they were world beaters. Right. Which I guess it, it comes down to with the old system, were more good teams left out or in the new system or more – like six seven win teams left out is I guess is the the ultimate question is how many three and six four and five teams were there that should have been in the playoffs compared to now where there'll be
6: more six and three seven and two teams that get left out right I, I think they' like the whole like I said, the whole uh, idea of the new way that they're gonna do it is to try to really separate the five and fours and four mm-hmm. and fives uh, because you know some four and fives would argue well I'm better than that team. Right? Why can I? Why are we not in there? You know, we played a harder schedule. We played in a a better league. Um, that, that's why I see why they did it. Mm-hmm. I like. I just don't like that. Well, there's no concrete. And, and, the, and the
2: thing, other thing is, we talked about leagues possibly going away or shifting. Like, if this last ten years and the enrollments kind of keep doing what they're doing in the BWAC, you might say bye bye to the BWAC um and that's the thing is okay or for you coach you schedule. let's say you sign a two or four year contract with with a school and let's say Essexville Garber they're really good right now or Williamston they already dropped one let's say they just become not good at football and all of a sudden two three years down the line because it's high school sports and you can't really do much about the kids coming up unless you're a private school um (laughs) You just, all of a sudden, you scheduled a really good team that was D4, now you have a bad D5 on your schedule. Right.
6: And now you're taking, now you said that benchmark of your bonus Mm -hmm. points now drops because they went from four to five, so now it's one of those, you know, is this even, you know, worth uh, us playing them, or should we try to find a different game, Uh, stuff like that. not saying that that's what, you know, teams that were scheduled this year are going to do, but... You know, that could be, like I said, the factor between being a home playoff game and not a home playoff game. Well,
2: And let's look at one example of that that we know is huge. Marine City didn't play their week six game last year or week nine, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And they had to go to Frankenmuth. Right. They played Notre Dame prep and win that game. I don't know if they win the game because Frankenmuth kind of took care of business, but it's a lot different – Playing at East China Stadium than it is traveling to Frankenmuth.
6: Well, how far is it from there to Frankenmuth? Like two hours at least? hour and a half
2: to two hours. Yeah, I,
6: but, but still, two hours on a bus is two hours on a bus. Right. And
2: it's just familiarity. Right. Because it seems like, again, our joke is Frankenmuth is where Blue Water area teams go to die in the yeah. playoffs.
1: And uh, it's – I know it's turf in East China. It's
2: grass at Frankenmuth. I think no, it's, it's, no, it's, turf turf it's turf now. It's turf now. Is it turf now? It was grass until, like, last turf year. The is beautiful. There.
6: Yeah, well, they even have their own soccer complex now that even has turf now, too. Yeah. It, it, they've done it up really, really nice. But, again, that that's a big difference, and I
2: don't know. we It might be all to do about nothing, and this system might work out a lot better. I hope it does. It just – I'm a big proponent of keeping the local teams playing each other. That's what high school sports is. The kids you played in TAFL or junior football, those are the kids I want to play against in high school. I don't want to play, you know, Cross coming up through elementary and middle school and then all of a sudden, oh, I don't play them. I'm playing Hazel Park. (laughs) Like, that doesn't move the needle for me. Uh, I get that, and then, and
1: then my only thing about letting everybody in because I know they do it in every other sport. I last year those first round sixty to nothing games there were too many of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'd, I'd like to stay away from from that if you can. Uh, we we get them like in basketball. You get that first game where it's sixty to twenty,
2: but the- you can have a bad basketball team. Beat a good basketball team. Yeah. One kid gets it, hot shooting. It can happen. Football kids just get hurt. Yeah. I just, right.
1: I, I don't, I don't want to see a 75 to nothing playoff football game. And
6: that's what happens when you let everybody in. Right. And, but on top of that, too, you also get an extra week of practice. Mm-hmm. So, from a developing aspect, you know, if you make a run in playoffs, normally you call up your JV kids. Mm-hmm. You know, you're allowed to get some more practice in with those kids. They can at least experience varsity speed before they. Uh, get to the varsity full-time. So, anytime that you can spend an extra week with kids, it's it's always a bonus to me, regardless if you're going to be blown out or not.
2: Yeah, just, geez, some of those games. Like, <laughs> you're looking at them, you're like, there might be one game that's good this week. Like, you could go, all right, it's 8-1 and one team versus 0-9. Oh like, wow, gee, they already played once this year, and they beat them by 72 points. <laughs> Wonder what's going to happen in the playoffs. Was it,
6: what was – uh? Well, with our district, what was the top 4 seeds?
2: Um, I can pull that up real quick. Your district, I'll pull up the bracket. Um, your top 4 seeds were North Branch 1, Good or Ortonville Brandon 2, Goodrich 3, Croslec's
6: 4. So by the non-all-in system, Emily City might not have even made the playoffs, and you wouldn't have got that great first-round game from us.
2: Right, which that's the exception, but here are the other scores just in your region. Oh, I know. So that one <laughs> and Goodrich Armada, 27-14. Two respectable football games. The other scores, 57 nothing, 65 nothing, 41-12, 59 nothing.
6: 46-18, 43-0. Oh, I know. <laughs> I mean, even even with and the 65
2: nothing game,
1: that was the halftime score.
6: Yeah.
2: So, even the games in right now, you'll get a one versus four that you're just like, Oof. a team snuck in and they're playing a power. It's like, well,
6: like you said, you got an extra week of practice. Get those JV kids acquainted. Right. And But also with that, if say you are playing a game and you are beating someone like mm-hmm. that. That's where you can get your kids out. They still and then put your JV team in there and let them get some work that way.
7: Yeah, just
6: sixty-five nothing is hardly good, and
2: usually kids get hurt in that situation. And we get it. Like I'm looking through just Division Four, I see one or two one possession games, or three, and there's a lot of fifty-six nothings, sixty to six. Saginaw Arthur Hill I had to go to St. Marie and blew sixty to six. Oh, that's a drive. That's a long, <laughs> long bus
6: ride home. Yes, it is. That, that is a fun one. <laughs> Jeez! But at least, like I said, the the bon- the benefit of that is like you know exactly who's in your district. In- then you don't have to do math or anything like that. So either I like to have a clear cut. This is the benchmark, or just mm. let everybody in. Yeah, because now
2: I'm sure week seven or eight I'm going to be sitting here with a pen and paper or we're going to have a big whiteboard. Week seven or eight. Going to go.
1: We're going to be the week before the first games kick off and you're already going to have your blackboard going trying to figure things out. Okay. Einstein formulas up on the wall. He's so get, in week one, he's going to have his own bracketology beat, show. Oh, these guys these guys and this happens I here. I will say bracketology oh, I, will be then, a lot more interesting <laughs> now. Then, then he'll go back to so go, more, okay.
6: This didn't happen, and erase that off. Well, you the can board. you can now have a first four in, first four out based off of that alone. <laughs> you could, you could, because
2: now you're going. They need this, this, and this, and but the thing is, like now you're going to
6: have like two, three layers of games that affect what happened. Right, because but depending on who you scheduled, if they do well or do right. not do well, like
2: now we're going to be looking at Williamston scores week seven and eight. Where before we would go, oh. All right, yeah, they're having a good year. That was a good win, or that was a, a good team to play in week one for CrossLex. Where now we're going? All right, well, they better beat
6: whoever they're playing in week eight. Who is? That? I won't say their league is like, uh, Lansing Catholic and uh, Okemos and stuff like that. I remember is they're in like the CAAC uh, Red, I think it is. Um, let me pull this up. Uh, Williamson, yeah, I think Waverly's in
2: like, there too. Yeah, they play like Olivet and Lansing Sexton week eight and nine right so those are be gonna be games on our radar now <laughs> that normally we wouldn't really care about and so, all of
6: that's a pretty solid program and you know I don't know what sex has done lately but four or five years ago they were a pretty solid program yeah yeah last year they actually didn't play but I, neither, I don't think any I Lans- don't think Lans- any Lansing, of the Lansing, Lansing schools year, played yeah.
1: last year
2: yeah so anyway um
1: anything else or I' <laughs> I'm still trying to wrap my brain around the the
2: topic in the first segment. <laughs> Hopefully it will get easier again. M- I, maybe this is just something where people are, don't like change.
6: Right. Well, people don't like not knowing. Right. That's that's the problem. I don't know if like I can go 7 and 2 and I can still be sweating it out.
2: Right. Like all right. Con, Marysville might be that team that goes 7 and 2 and is sweating sweating it out. Pro St. Clair could be a team that only needs to get to four wins to make the playoffs this
6: year, so there are teams it benefits and teams it hurts. Right, like I like use Almont for example or Elginac. If, if they are one of those five and four or four and five teams or whatever, not saying that that's what they're going to be, but using right. them for example for being D six and playing D fours and D fives, that might be what right. bumps them in. Especially if they can knock off you Emily City and and
2: North Branch, those are huge wins for them. Right, like now we talked about PH. Biggest conference game for them, at least playoff-wise, is Frazier because they're Division One now.
6: Right. That's that, more points. And that's yeah. helpful. So now you're going to see, like I said, scheduling is going to be harder because teams are going to want to stay within their strike zone unless you get a, the, like the miracle that if a D1 school who isn't very good wants to play a D4 school for the potential of maybe winning a game that year. Right.
1: But, too, in PH, we know they play uh, – Warren Collegiate at the end of yeah, the, and the that's season, decent, and that was a pre-scheduled game from two you know, years ago. From two years and ago, and that was before the whole systems changed. Yeah, and all yeah, that kind of stuff. I'm assuming. So now that game kind of hurts them. Yeah, even
6: though Warren Collegiate good program, good
1: good program, but they're in a lower division.
6: Right. So was it like the difference between if they say Warren Collegiate goes eight and one? So that's w- like isn't that like the same of like a D one school? Warren Collegiate, I believe they're D six, correct?
2: I think they're six. So let's just say they're D six. Again, you can send me hate mail if I'm wrong. But if they go eight and one, you get thirty five points for the win, and then thirty two for the uh, bonus points. uh, Do the math. Boom, boom, boom. Sixty seven points. Where if they beat Frazier and Frazier goes two and seven, they get seventy two points. So they need. Oh, Frazier goes one and eight, right? Because I said sixty seven. If they win if they win one go one and eight, they get sixty-six from Frazier. Right. That's the part that annoys me, like. Come on. You want to schedule
6: good teams, not big teams. But you you clearly want to schedule big teams if you can get the points. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And if they'll schedule you.
2: Then that's the <laughs> and that's the headache. Because I mean, I know you're already making calls for next year. Yep. Trying to figure out and you're hoping uh, a bigger fish bites and plays a D4. Right. Because you're also kind of in no man's land. You can try to get a PH school or a Marysville or a St. Clair, or you might have to go to Saginaw.
6: Well, I'm already going right. to Bay City. I'm right. already going to Lansing. I mean, right. it's just what's kind of where we are. If we want to play somebody, we kind of just got to drive to get to someone that's our same size. That's not in our league. Mm-hmm. So, anything else, Dennis? I'm gonna Just make sure you sign up for the golf outing.
1: Okay.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're looking at
1: me. I haven't signed up yet. Of course, I wasn't planning on playing in our golf outing. No, you're uh, going around and shaking hands and politics. Yeah, shaking hands, kissing babies. (laughs) All right. Well, Coach, as always, thanks for coming on, and you are always welcome. All right. Thank you. Go Pioneers.